Dosri Nune Gor Holodeck Cash. Welcome to the Holodeck is Broken, a Star Trek rewatch podcast. I'm your Captain Laura. I grew up watching most of Star Trek. I'm your first officer, Mac. I've watched way too much Star Trek. I'm Eris, your communications officer, and I've seen some of it. I'm Z, chief security officer, and I have no idea what's going on. Our seven-year mission. To rewatch all of Star Trek from the very beginning. Boldly going where everyone but me has gone before. Hey, I'm Laura. I'm Mac. I'm Eris. And I'm Z. And your away team is back again. Once again. Oh boy, I'm starting this episode out like I ended the last one. Just a word mishmash of nonsense. <laughs> anyway, we're watching The Immunity Syndrome, Season 2, Episode 18, and A Private Little War, Season 2, Episode 19. I kind of had a crisis of Star Trek faith after the Gamesters of Triskelion last time, and I was worried I was starting to hate Star Trek. I kind of, sort of, liked The Immunity Syndrome as long as you are willing to buy into the concept of spa- giant space amoeba. And I admit, that is a tall ask. I thought it was boring as all get out. Yeah, <laughs> you don't like the ones that are on the ship. I have to admit, I did zone out a little bit, but I think in general, I like this one because it's harder sci-fi than some of their more, slightly more space opery episodes they do. I was in it for the beginning. The middle, I was kind of, ugh. And by the end, I was back into it again. <laughs> That's about where I was. Yeah, I yeah. was like, in the middle, I was like, ugh. And then by the end, I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, have, I have spent worse 50-minute periods with these people. Yes, yes, yeah. I, I don't know that I remember the ending. <laughs> It like, was. I, I remember the beginning, and I remember it not being good. <laughs> so I think what helps for me in particular is I love Spock, and there was such a great Spock monologue in the beginning that I just I was just like, ah, right, here we are, yeah, let's do it. And then as soon it was like, eh, now we're gonna talk about the amoeba, I guess. I think Chekhov is my favorite Chekhov and Uhura, and so I think uh-huh. Uhura got like a couple of lines, mm-hmm. and Chekhov wasn't even there, so I was like, well, all right. Whatever. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I think it's like as soon as Spock disappeared off screen, I was like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> also, I, I said this before the show, but like I forgot to write down the title of the episode, but I made some notes. So I just have doing cocaine in like with exclamation points and question marks, and I don't know, I don't remember what that's for. I want to say it's for the next one. But I can't say that with 100% certainty. Could be the stimulants that Bones was passing around. Yeah, That's yeah, true. Yeah. That's yes, true. Because he was like, oh, this is going to keep them on their feet. Oh, well, he's just like, oh, I'm just going to give everybody some uppers. Hopefully that'll do something. <laughs> Hit everybody Adderall. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <sighs> yeah, I, there was quite a few good Spock moments. Like the beginning when they were like, like you know, he's like, oh, I just felt, I, he, he very Jedi moment. I felt my people die. And they're like, well, we don't believe you. So we're just going to take you down sick bay because clearly something has like, you know, rattled loose in your brain of yours. And then they find out that, you know, the Atrefit had been destroyed. And they're like, oh, Spock was the telepathic alien we have on our ship who was like mentally collected to our, his people at all times. Was it lying? And he was like, yes, obviously. Duh. <laughs> And also there was the kind of inverse of the same speech, essentially, where he was talking about when they're in the little like uh, war room kind of get up where they're like, okay, we're going to research this and all this kind of stuff. And he says, Vulcans have never been conquered and therefore they've kind of like, basically what he was saying is that they've kind of like forgotten 
what it's like to be afraid. I could write a book about that. That is in itself an entire textbook of how Vulcans view death and their own death and that they have forgotten that it's possible. You know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I just... uh, And so I have gleaned approximately five minutes worth of recording time you know, for the episode, and and then the rest of the time, you know, the the like the running length, I'm just like, eh, it's a space amoeba. That's neat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I like the whole antibody thing. That was neat. That was cool. <laughs> that was a nice little science metaphor. <laughs> Mitochondria's the powerhouse of the cell. I made a lot of those jokes in my notes. <laughs> they they did use the word penetration a lot. <laughs> Okay, so yes, this this is what I was waiting for to jump on in. So <laughs> yeah, because I my brain might still be twelve years old. So the episode description on Netflix read: the Enterprise encounters gi- a gigantic energy draining space organism, but my brain read it as orgasm, and it did not disappoint because after a while, I just stopped making notes of my own and literally just started writing down the things they were saying for like a good half a page. All of my uh, notes were just quotes from the show. So things like one giant forward thrust. Um, (laughs) The area of penetration will no doubt be sensitive. The outer protective membrane is sensitive to interior irritation. We're going to enter the body of the organism. Oh, see, I did it again. Of the organism rather abruptly, I would think. Like, they're just, I'm like, what are you guys doing? You're just, so I renamed this episode, Let's Talk About Sex, Baby, because like, that's all they're doing. We must make it through the membrane before that thing explodes. Like, no, this this whole thing is just about sex and... <laughs> Which is why I named it, re- gave it alternate title, Area of Penetration, comma, Zone of Darkness. Yes. And why was this called the Immunity Syndrome? Like, I feel like the amount of times they said Zone of Darkness, I'm like, that's your title. I thought the Immunity Syndrome was kind of a play on words to the fact that they were fighting a virus mm. by pretending to be antibodies. That's a... Maybe. It's a stretch. It's a stretch, and you have to wait to the end of the episode to even get that. Maybe they had another reason, or maybe they just were tired after naming so many episodes. (laughs) (laughs) They were just like, eh, we gotta... It's due on Friday. We gotta come up with something. I'm gonna clock out and go home. <laughs> just just throw some science-y words in there. We're good. If you do not mind a incredible tangent, these kind of titles and like people being tired, especially in TV, always makes me think of Adam West, uh, Batman. Also, mm-hmm. you know, of the 60s. Yes, yeah, so just same uh, vaguely time period kind of thing that they're doing this. One of the episodes that I love so much, you can almost tell they were filming it at like 4.30 on a Friday and everybody wanted to go home Mm -hmm. um, because it's so phoned in. It's And like literally Robin looks at the camera and delivers this line of, holy felony, Batman. And like it is delivered like that. (laughs) Like he was about to say something else, catches himself and just sort of like, felony batman like yeah that's what i meant to say please don't fire me and they that's the scene they took that's the take they took they, they, it was like nah good enough keep rolling <laughs> they just they don't even that's what made it into the episode sometimes 
I feel like that when I watch Star Trek. And I'm like, ah, so that's the take they went with. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it must be Friday. It must be 4.30 on a Friday and everyone wants the clock out. There was a moment there where Uhura gets a little affected by the amoeba effects, for lack of a better term, and Kirk goes to check on her and he rubs her shoulder. Yeah. And I was like, uh... You wouldn't do that to Chekhov or to Sulu <laughs> or to Spock in public. Um, <laughs> in public, yeah. That was kind of gross, but... Yeah. I I know somewhere, I guess, there's a famous kiss. And yes, I just keep funny. wondering, like, any of the weird little things he does with Ahura. Is this, like, a weird lead-up to that? Or is it just because Kirk has to be horny for somebody at all times? You know, it can be both. <laughs> it can be both. Okay. It's like, it's in my contract. I have to act as if I'm horny all the time. <laughs> and if you don't give me some random alien chick to be horny with, then it's going to be the nearest female and or Spock. <laughs> we, we drag Shatner a lot on this show, but it wasn't like Roddenberry was like, no, 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 you need to be chased, Kirk. He was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to write some good horny scripts for you, Derry. Bill. <laughs> for that's sure. My, that's my Roddenberry impression. <laughs> it needs more. Never... Yeah, I was going to say, not as fine-tuned. <laughs> right. Speaking of impressions, Kurt Shatner was in rare form this week with his Shatnering. He even did, like, the two hands together hand jerk thing that, like, every impression of him does. Uh-huh. And I was like, is it possible that every bad impression of Shatner was actually underplaying the issue. <laughs> and I have that written out in my notes with like, with every ellipsis I just read and all of the, the, the words in that one block pushed together. <laughs> he was supposed to be tired, but at the same time, like people have been tired before you can, it's real easy to play. Pretend, pretend you don't want to go to work, so you got to call your boss and be tired. You know, be like, oh, I don't feel well today, boss. Like everyone's been tired. Ta- you can't play at being tired, Shatner. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't <laughs> like, think you go can. Full drama. <laughs> like, I have to fully engage with the camera, and a tired man can't do that. <laughs> I'll sleep in the pauses. <laughs> like I feel like that's the first thing people act. You know, like they learn how to act tired um, to get out of doing things. And then they also hopefully some people then learn how to act like interested because I've definitely got the feeling of like, you don't actually care what I'm talking about, do you? You're just pretending to be engaged. (laughs) Why you got me? (laughs) We're just tired. It's a sorry. (laughs) Time I go off on my rants about medieval clothing. Trying to be polite and get it. Also struck by just how many episodes Sulu is missing from this season. Like, I always remembered he went off and was in a John Wayne movie for a bit. But, like, I honestly can't remember the last time we saw Sulu. I can't either. Was he in Tribbles? No. Really? He's Mm -hmm. not in Tribbles, yeah. So, yeah, it's been a while. It's been several episodes. Yeah, that was one of my notes, too. I was just, just like, where's Sulu been? kind of like Sulu. They kind of replaced Sulu with that blonde dude. Oh, another white guy. Yeah. Yep. Like, yeah, he's definitely sitting in Sulu's spot. And he's been there for a bit. Like, he doesn't even necessarily have lines, 
But like, you know, whenever they need somebody to sit next to Chekhov, it's always that dude. Speaking of being sleepy, by one caveat, I'm kind of enjoying the episode and I'll, I'll read the note exactly as I have it written. So as long as I buy, quote, giant space, space amoeba, and I'll admit that is a tall ask, I'm kind of having a good time with this episode. Next note. Or maybe I'm just sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Could not stay awake for the end of that sentence. <laughs> yeah. It was one more letter I needed. Couldn't do it. I had one, not question, but like philosophical note. I guess I'm the opposite of a rhetorical question. It's like, let's please generate discussion about this. So at the end, you know, they, they get through it and they, they blow it up and whatever. Uh, they do the thing that they do and they don't have to worry about dying anymore, right? They kind of talk about like commendations and like recommend this person for like bravery and service and all this kind of stuff. And and I believe it's Spock who says, I recommend accommodation for the crew for the finest ship in the fleet or like the finest crew in, in the whole fleet. Is it really the best crew, the finest ship? Is there like a Starfleet uh, ranking <laughs> of like, this is the best one. Like, oh, you lost some respect points and now somebody else. Or does every ship call themselves the finest ship in the fleet? Is this just like a weird like morale boosting thing to call themselves the finest ship in the fleet? But Probably. really every ship is the finest? Yeah. I but just... also a, a ship full of Vulcans notably just got smushed by a space amoeba. So Spock's comfortable calling this group the, the finest group. Yeah. 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 It's <laughs> the like, one that I didn't get smushed on. <laughs> right. Like up until about an hour ago, we were number two. Now we're number one, baby. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> But that, I mean, this is not the first time that uh, either Kirk or Spock or anybody really um, has called the Enterprise like the best ship. When it comes from like outside personnel, I didn't write it down because I hadn't quite picked up on on the trend. Uh, but I do want to say one of like the admirals that they were like shipping, you know, some some ep episodes ago um, also said like the Enterprise is the finest ship in the fleet. So I'm like, OK, so maybe really is like this is this is like the peak. This is where like, you know you want to get on. This is the best ship in the whole thing. You don't want to be, you know, uh, given some type of assignment to like, you don't want to be given the assignment to the SS, to the USS ever given, you know, like, man, they're just kind of fuck ups over there, I guess. <laughs> like you want to be on the enterprise. Well, um, I don't think they, did they talk about it much in the original series? And at least in next generation, the enterprise is the flagship. Like it is the one that everyone wants to be on, and they they talk about it as such. I don't know if they yeah. do that as much in the in the original series, though. Not necessarily, especially because like in there's definitely the, it has a good reputation among Starfleet, which tells you something about Starfleet in this era. Um, <laughs> the Starfleet, though, at one point they refer to called the Starfleet, and I'm like, is there more than one? I'm confused. <laughs> you know, in, in secondary canon, they're like these are definitely top of the line ships at that moment, so they are definitely in the elite echelon of Starfleet. Most of them are sent out on five year exploration missions. A lot of them don't come back, and a lot of them didn't find much. So the Enterprise <laughs> went down in. Starfleet history as being a top ship that did a lot and managed to survive. Okay. So on those criteria, you could make a steady argument for being the finest ship in the fleet. Okay. Although I do like the idea of Starfleet just having rankings. And so at all <laughs> times, no matter what ship you're on, you know where your ship ranks. If I was a character in Star Trek, I don't think I would be on the Enterprise. 
I don't think I would even aspire to be on the Enterprise. I think I'd be like, yeah, Enterprise is like, honestly, anything top 10, I'm out. Like, I want a solid 30, you know? I want, like, a cargo ship. I want, like, a transport hauler. Um, I just want to be like, I just want to do my job. I just want to clock in. I want to do my job. And I want to go home. <laughs> like, none she of this is- whole daring do cowboy bullshit. Like... <laughs> She is so Beckett Mariner from Lower Decks. Uh, yes. It's insane. There's a character who, that's their whole thing. That's the whole aesthetic. It's like, I just want to do my job yeah. and have fun with it. I don't want to get involved in any kind of Starfleet bullshit. I think I've said it before. I'm so interested in like the background workings of how things work, like like you know, tri- like I keep I'm gonna talk about triples probably forever. Where you, you get like that that space merchant, you know, because they're on like just a satellite. They're not even in like a a start fleet thing. It's just this is people living in space. And I'm just like, yeah, I want to just follow the I'll follow space road truckers, you know. Like I just I want to show base entirely off of that, which is apparently below decks. Um, there there are episodes watch. of later uh, shows that I think are just gonna be right up your alley then. <laughs> Like that, and that's that's a whole little sub thing in uh in Enterprise. Like mm-hmm. one of the characters came from like a just a freight ship or yeah. or whatever, and you know, so there's like a whole episode where he goes back to his ship that his family runs. It's just yeah. this freighter hauls stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm so interested in like okay, but how do people live in space? You know, mm-hmm. like I. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want the hero. I don't want the cowboy. I don't want the person who like throws himself into danger. I want to just see a whole episode of like, eh, it's a job. <laughs> you know, you clock in, you get your nine to five. You know, you get your Sundays off. It's fine. <laughs> we are approaching commercial time. Does anybody else have anything else about the immunity syndrome? Z, you got anything? No. Nope. <laughs> Z. Cocaine? <laughs> Cocaine? <laughs> Although I found it funny that, like, as soon as they figured out, like, everything was kind of, like, opposite world inside the amoeba. Like, you know, you you stop and you're actually going and, you know, whatever. Like, well, how about instead of uppers, start distributing downers to all your people and see if that helped them not die. Like, <laughs> Quick, drink this. What is it? Vodka. <laughs> right. Let, let's just all start drinking and see what the, what happens next. Right. Here's a sedative. Do you need to perk up? That's actually a really good point. But, you know, that might require having a doctor who, you know, can put two and two together and... Be like, oh, maybe I should try this. Which is a perfect transition because in the next episode we kind of get that. Eh. Doctor Medbenga. Oh, oh, that's oh, no. That. The, the the replacement doctor is great. Yeah. Well, that's that's <laughs> the really moment we, we should go to our commercial break. Is an amoeba getting you down? Well, try Bones's uppers. They'll bone you right up. Okay, but so okay, so I took so I took some of Bones uppers, and now I'm thinking on me. What if we just pierce the the amoeba? I mean, stay with me, stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. You are you staying with me? Are you staying with me? You're staying with me. You're staying with me. Pierce it, just pierce it, pierce it, and then then all the goop will come out, and we'll be fine. One giant thrust. Thrust. Warning: Bones's uppers are technically cocaine. Doing cocaine. <laughs> Start them up. What are some messages of social enlightenment, gang? Water is life. There you go. What's another? Black lives matter. Yeah. Stop Asian hate. Yeah. Trans lives matter. Yeah. Wear your seatbelt. Definitely. Don't drink and drive. 
Yeah. Tip your service professionals. Yeah. <laughs> NFTs are bad. My controversial opinion there. <laughs> what is Get vaccinated. Oh, that's the Bitcoin for art. Ah. Gotcha. Yeah, oh, a non-fungible a, token. Yeah. I've heard of You steal other people's arts, and then you uh, tape a Bitcoin dollar to it, and then you tell everybody else you can't have it anymore. Basically. That's bullshit. Yeah. Get vaccinated. Yeah. By the time you're listening to this, your whole away team will be fully vaccinated-ish. Yes. Be brave enough to be kind. Be aware you can always do better. Yeah. Don't be afraid to admit when you're wrong and do better going forward. It's okay to change. Wear your socks with your shoes. <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm running out of things to say. That's like, I don't know. And that might be the death of uh, Messages of Social Enlightenment. <laughs> if you enjoy the noises that we make out of our face holes, you should check out As the Myth Turns with your cultural interns. Eris. And Z. Interns, because we're not professionals. And we're not getting paid. We're happy to report that this will actually be our last remote recorded episode of The Holodeck is Broken. So our podcasting recording process will be back to normal. That thing we did like a year and a half ago. <laughs> and so their shows will be back on track here just as soon as you can say cocaine. But why would you? Because <laughs> it's fun to say. Okay. It is really fun. Doing cocaine? It is a lot of fun. It is. As somebody that's said it multiple times on this show. It's right. a lot of fun. <laughs> we wouldn't do it if it wasn't fun. Um, more pieces of entertainment are available on PartyApocalypse.com, including blogs, books, movie reviews, and the fourth wall in its entirety. Eris, you are twitching it up, and not because you've done cocaine. <laughs> no, I do not trust myself on cocaine, to be honest. Um, I have enough energy to go around. Yes, I have a Twitch. You can... Find me at Eros O'Reilly, all one word. Also, no apostrophe because URLs really don't like apostrophes for some reason. Anyway, I, I do art. I stream Monday nights, 7.30, 7.45 sometimes, sorry. And I uh, usually go for an hour or so. Um, I will do requests. But yeah, for the most part, lately I've been working on my comic. So you can see me draw my comic peoples Monday night, 7.30. <laughs> It's fun. I should be more enthusiastic about that. It's fun! <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, I guess. <laughs> Maybe you need some... Never mind. We're not going to say anything. Z. Yes. You are to TikTok what a little straw is to cocaine! <laughs> I don't know. I'm running out of metaphors for you and TikTok. Tell us about TikTok. So I'm on TikTok. Um, I have a little over 8,000 followers. Uh, so I guess I guess some people like me. You can follow me at underscore. It's just Z underscore. I do doofy videos about my, my trauma and stuff. So if you're into trauma. <laughs> my, my most popular video was about me eating my twin in the womb. So that just gives you a little bit of a. Of a clue into what my my humor is like. That was more popular than the chair one. It was, yeah. Wow! By about five hundred thousand views. Yikes! Yeah. Wow. I know. Just I'm still here. super blown away by it. Like every time I get a like or a follow, I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here the one like, 
like, oh man, I had like five viewers on my art stream the other night. Like, <laughs> five whole people watching me draw. <laughs> I don't even bother looking at the listening numbers for this show anymore. All right. All right. With that, I think we'll get back to our episode. <laughs> And so we move on to a private little war. <sighs> a lot is happening in the episode. I will yes, give it credit for that. But they don't wrap up anything. <laughs> Just, I, is this... I did... Okay, I'm going to be honest. I did not do research based on this episode or the time frame or the history of when it was recorded. Is this some type of weird metaphor for Vietnam? Yes. Okay, that's probably why it's terrible. <laughs> Right. It's 67, so they're not prepared to actually talk about it. Yeah. This was the best they could fit past the censors in the uh, spring of 68, probably at this point. Yeah. I'm just like, hey, maybe there's another option other than like rapid armament is uh, diplomacy, maybe? Yeah, it's. <laughs> nah. <laughs> It's a rock. I have the answer. More guns. I really didn't like how the bad guys in this, like the the people that were the villagers or whatever, were all dark haired, and the good guys were all light haired. Yeah, yeah. they were all bejeweled. <laughs> they were bedazzled. They were. Yeah. I saw it. I guess I was like, okay, you have like native peoples versus calling it like you know colonial America or whatever, because you have like the villagers and they have like houses, and then you have like these like indigenous people who like camp outside and have bows and arrows and definitely wear like a lot of leathers and furs. But yeah. I, there was so much going on and not a lot of it was good. Also, why the fuck is this like, ah, oh, the only woman here is a witch who's like very aggressive and vaguely rapey. And I think this is where the cocaine comes in because she definitely did, gave that dude some cocaine. <laughs> and she was like a whole sub, like she was a whole other group. So there's like yeah. a third faction somewhere, which is like women in leather pants or something. Yeah, and like not even like good leather. Like that was pleather. That was <laughs> And like, yeah, I just was like, okay, wait, hold up. You guys haven't invented guns yet, but you definitely invented synthetic weave. Okay. <laughs> can we, can we talk about weave. these guns too? Because I am to believe, if this episode is correct, that... The Klingons came down to this planet for nothing other than shits and giggles, decided to learn about Earth history and old-timey guns, and then teach one faction on this planet how to build old-timey Earth weapons. I guess. And then just watched what happens. I'm so I'm so confused as to why the like the Klingons as I know them would not have the patience to do anything like that. They would just kill everybody and take over the planet for themselves. I don't know. Like this was just bizarre. Right, but I, they were dark haired bad guys. Yes. That's true. And then we don't deal with them at the end. Kirk does nothing with the Klingons at all. He was just like, oh, I those rascally Klingons are at it again. Would have gotten because, away like, with it too if it wasn't for you, rascally Klingon. <laughs> yes. Especially because like 
halfway through the episode, he goes, oh, if the Klingons are breaking the peace treaty, we better gather evidence and, like, do actual, like, actionable things that we can, like, six Starfleet on him. And and then by the end of the episode, yeah, he just gives up on that. And we're like, I guess we'll just give people more guns. Yeah. <laughs> like, and the whole episode just ends very abruptly. Like. Yeah. It was like they realized they were setting it up to, like, take the Klingons to the Hague or something. And then they were like, oh, no. This might get too metaphorical for our current Vietnam conflict. Oh, rules. It's a Roddenberry script. Yep, that it's <laughs> surprisingly uh, right-wing, even for him. Uh-huh. And it's, you know, just proliferate the weapons and let them sort it out. The most amusing moment of the episode is when Spock points out what's going on in the distance early on, and Kirk puts his hands above his eyes like that's going to be binoculars. And my <laughs> note was, go, go, gadget, binoculars, question mark? <laughs> <laughs> well, because then the camera actually does zoom in. It does. On the it next... Rat focuses <laughs> it yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's my friend. Or, you know, that's this guy that I knew. I'm like, how can you tell? Come on, Kirk. They're all dressed the same. They all look exactly the same. Like, and he said he was there like 13 years ago or whatever. I'm like, yeah, everyone looks exactly the same as they did 13 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm just... um. Um, there was that really cool surgery scene in the transporter room. Oh, that was pretty good. I mean, the <laughs> stuff on the ship is actually not bad. I mean, yeah. all the Spock stuff, we have a bra- a new doctor that I'm not entirely sure why he's not the main doctor, Dr. <laughs> Mabenga. He seems very competent. Very. Yeah. Also, yeah. okay, hold on. Back to incompetent. They have, like, one rule, right? Like, even Spock was a, like, no phasers, sir. You can't. There's the... The non-whatever-interference blah-blah-blah treaty. And then as soon as Bones gets down to the planet, he's like, phaser this, phaser that, phaser, 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 phaser. <laughs> but on the heater setting. It's okay. Like, I'm a doctor. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> this episode felt really half-assed in just <laughs> how similar it was to the gamesters of Triskelion. Like, there's even, like, a low-key rapey scene in this one where they, like, toss her around, the wife or whatever, toss her around between a bunch of the dudes, and she's, like, pleading for for mercy, essentially. I was like... Toss her around and kiss her or smell her neck? It was very strange. Yeah, it was... It was very erotic in its violence. (laughs) I'm like, uh... What is with assaulters and smelling people? Because I had this conversation with my husband the other day, and he was like, I don't remember how we got on the topic or whatever, but he was like, has anybody ever tried to smell you? I was like, yeah, when I was 13 in an elevator one time. Like, what is up with that? It's very creepy. Is it? Uh, yeah, there's, there is there is some, yeah, I don't I don't know what the connection is, but I know that there is a correlation. Creepy dudes who are obvi- who are already, like, encroaching on your personal space, and they almost always do so in a, I'm gonna smell you. <laughs> Like, you smell real nice. Dude, serial killer, back up! <laughs> like, don't you fucking dead Bundy me on this elevator? Also, I know you're lying. I sweat a lot. I don't <laughs> smell nice. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you. It's all artificial. <laughs> I showered this morning and I made sure to cover up all of my stank, okay? <laughs> well, your smelling comes from a bottle. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, that is what you smell. You know, you can smell like this, too. It's called the pomegranate soft soap. It's not, it's it's cheap. It's cheap as hell. There's no fancy perfumes. It's all cheap $3 soap. Why do, why do dudes 
creep up on chicks and smell them. I don't understand this. Cringe. And, like, the only time that, like, I keep thinking about how they keep doing Nurse Chapel wrong and, like, everything. Like, could nobody inform her of what was going on so she wouldn't be shocked when Spock wakes up and is, like, asking her to hit him? Like, they could have said, hey, you're going to have to, you know, do something here. He was just like, just do whatever he says. And I'm like, that's a little creepy. But, like, the one time she takes a little bit of her own kind of, like, sexual agency, she's holding Spock's hand. It's not even, it's just a tender moment. And then she's made to feel bad for doing it. I'm like, um... I don't know. I feel like if I were in the hospital, I'd appreciate a hand to hold from time to time. But like, (laughs) I I just see her as being like, maybe she's got a crush on Spock. That's okay. But like, so she's not allowed to show that. But like those dudes on that ship can ogle whoever they want, whenever they want and not face any consequence for that. (laughs) Yeah. and, and yeah, and you bringing up the whole like they couldn't explain anything to her. They had no problem explaining to to Scotty. As right. Soon as he walks in, he right. goes like, "What's going on here?" Oh, let me tell you about everything about Vulcan physiology. And be like, she has been work <laughs> like what? she's the freaking nurse. You couldn't have given her this lecture. I mm. no, you're right. Right. <sighs> the doctor could have just sat her down and be like, "Hey, you know, here's the care we need to administer when he wakes up." As, you know, a good doctor should do. Although, I guess he did give her more information than Bones ever would have. So, you know, there's that. (laughs) Well, Mabenga had more information than Bones. Yeah, yeah. Bones was way too eager to leave. He was like, oh, no, that doctor spent time on Vulcan. I'm like, and you couldn't take, like, a correspondence course on Vulcan physiology? Like, He's there to to offer Bones remedial training. Mm. (laughs) This is a scalpel. (laughs) It is used to cut. I've been using it to pop my, the tops off of my beer bottles. All right, all right. I wonder I keep cutting my hands. Whoa. Bones is just, you know, in his back lab making uppers all day, every day. <laughs> Doing okay. But on his resume, he's got a whole bunch of, like, medical-sounding chemicals, you know? Um, and they're like, oh, you must be a doctor. He's like, right, a doctor. <laughs> Listen, methamphetamine sounds uh, medical, but it's It really not. does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly where I was going with that. At least he knew we're like, well, you know what? We don't know if he knew this, but Mabenga wasn't like, hey, you're doing this wrong. Um, with like, I know that Spock's heart is where his liver should be, which makes it sound like Spock purposely had his organs rearranged and not just like, hey, Vulcan physiology differs from human physiology because where the human heart should be Mm. or whether, you know, where the, uh, yeah, like, you know, like he just like (laughs) Spock with his experimental surgeries (laughs) rearranged his organs again for the optimal placement. (laughs) He's actually just playing a very long con on Bones. Like every time he needs medical treatment, he's like, actually my heart's over here now. Like he's just (laughs) trying to keep Bones on his toes. (laughs) Whatever Kirk forces me on an R&R trip, I I have elective surgery to rearrange my organs. (laughs) Just to fuck with you. (laughs) No, I definitely like Dr. Mabenga. I I would... I would have him as my doctor. Yeah. I would bang Dr. Mabanga. I, he's all, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Don't apologize for living your truth, Z. <laughs> I'm glad that we talked about this a lot instead of me ranting about how much I hated the whole ending of this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, 
It doesn't so much end as it just stops. War is life, a kind of life. No, it's not actually. <laughs> it's it's literally about killing people. No, go away. <laughs> yeah, I think the only thing this episode really did well was that kind of chaotic scene after they get back up to the ship and like so it's like part medical emergency thing going on, part like, oh, we just figured out there's Klingons and like there's actual tension where Kirk is like, I want to be here with Spock, but I got to go to the bridge. And, you know, like he doesn't know if Spock's going to live or die. Like there's there's some actual good stuff in that moment. And then it all yeah. just goes away after that. They have one good five minute section. And it didn't involve anybody on the planet. I've recently watched this. It's not, it's not like I've had years to think about it or whatever. I've had hours to think about it, not days. I can rewrite this episode to be better. And I'm like, there's nothing, you know, super spectacular about me and my ability. But like, if I watch this episode and my first thought is, they could change this, 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 and this would have been a stronger episode. Like, maybe that means your episode is bad. Yeah. <laughs> if I could walk out of the theater and be like, but why didn't they do this? <laughs> um, maybe you should have edited it a little bit more. Yeah, it seems like it was more about making some sort of, like, misguided statement than it was about trying to be good. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was trying to tackle an issue that... America hadn't even begun to tackle appropriately yet. Yeah. We yeah. were still a year or two or really even three off from saying, maybe this isn't the best idea in the world. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I appreciate that somebody's trying to do that, but it was just kind of like Ziza. It was just kind of half-assed and like... It tried to be ahead of its time and then yeah. it turned out to be maybe five to ten minutes but like too late. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah, it was very like, um, sir, we need to talk about Vietnam, okay? It's bad. You did a great job. I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Do, do, do. Because, <laughs> like, even, even in the writing of it, Kirk wasn't taking a particular hardcore stance. He was wavering back and forth on it just as much as anybody, like... Yeah. Like, literally up until the moment, he was like, just kidding, I said serpents, not guns. Okay, let's go! Like, that was the way he ended it. It was like, if yeah. I, I 100% feel like if Scotty hadn't called him out in that moment, like, what did you say? He would have just, like, sent the guns and, like, completely changed the world below. But it wasn't until somebody else said, what did you say? That he was like, oh, okay, maybe that was a bad idea. All right, let's just, <laughs> let's just leave. <laughs> Yeah, let's just leave them to their inevitable demise, I guess. Bye forever. <laughs> which is which is so weird because 20 minutes before, Kirk was like, we need to gather evidence against these Klingons for interfering and breaking the treaty. <laughs> right, they could have done something. Like, I don't think they even ever, like, transmitted that evidence to no! anybody. They never <laughs> talked about it again. They, they even, like, were like, people's exhibit one, people's exhibit two. And you're yeah. like, ooh, fact-finding, this is cool, and then, like, nope, nothing else. <laughs> yeah, and as soon as the Klingons show up, they were like, oh, never mind, we'll just play your game then. We are reaching the end of our time here. Does anybody else have anything else about a private little war? Mm-mm. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Cocaine's <laughs> <laughs> a hell of a drug. Always rub dog shit in your shoulder if you get bit by a monkey. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I'm to- I blocked that out. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me.
With that being said, our next episodes will be Season 2, Episode 20, Return to Tomorrow. Zero memory of that whatsoever. Look to the description several times. Nothing's jogging. And then Patterns of Force, which will include Nazis in some way. So, Ooh, no way. <laughs> Timely. We have a whole third season of this, don't we? <laughs> we sure do, and the third season only gets worse. Like, I'm looking ahead, I'm like... Oh, no. Oh no! I'm looking. Spock's brain is gonna break us. <laughs> I'm looking forward to at least the next generation where I'm. Yeah. Hoping there'll I'm, be less Nazis. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the movies because honestly, there's some really good stuff in the original series movies. Even <laughs> the bad movies aren't the worst thing in the world. Yeah, like I'll 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 take some of the bad movies over some of these episodes anytime. True. True. <laughs> For those, we'll see you in about six months. <laughs> but for Return to Tomorrow and Patterns of Forest, we'll see you here in a couple of weeks. Bye. 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 Cocaine? Go and go gang.